Warning, The Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture. And here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. First Amendment rights, telling people they can't go to church, freedom of religion, okay? Telling people they can't protest, freedom of assembly, um... Fourth Amendment violations, illegal traffic stops to check for papers. What are you, the Gestapo? Is this 1930s Nazi Germany? You don't get to stop people unless you have reasonable suspicion or probable cause that they have committed a crime. And I know people that have personally been stopped saying, we want to see papers showing that you're essential. That is not how our job works. Attention, America, we're on the cusp of a civil war. And it broke out in very few places so far and on a minor scale. But the story that's striking me as most telling is a police officer in the Port of Seattle who is a former Special Forces operative who fought in Afghanistan, became a Port of Seattle police officer, who was placed on paid leave after posting a video online last week telling fellow officers they should not enforce coronavirus-related orders. Officer Greg Anderson was thrown off the force on leave because he believes in the U.S. Constitution. And I want to remind you right now, ladies and gentlemen, he is not alone. There are tens of thousands of armed police officers who agree with Officer Anderson. There are probably millions of Americans who would join a revolution right now to overthrow the tyranny that we are living through. And I want to continue with Officer Anderson's comments because I think it's telling us to what these demonic left-wing governors have done to our Constitution as they have stolen our freedoms. Here he is now in clip number four. Listen very carefully. He knows what he's talking about. I think what is going to happen if this continues is we're going to see bloodshed in the streets, okay? I don't want to see bloodshed in the streets on either side of this coin. I don't want to see fellow officers get injured or killed, and I certainly don't want to see citizens get injured or killed. You know, you don't get to just say, well, I'm doing this because I was told to do so, or I'm following orders, but my personal choices and my living arrangements, no matter what they are, don't allow me to trample on people's rights. Okay, this is again, Seattle Port Authority police officer, Greg Anderson who was put on leave because he would not trample on the rights of people in communist Seattle. One last point from this George Washington of our time, clip five, please. As a special operations veteran, I fought on the streets of Iraq for under the U.S. government's guise of freedom. And I'm telling you what, the American people are going to be, they are, you are going to wake a sleeping giant and they are going to fight 10 times harder Mm -hmm. for their freedom on their soil than anything you've ever seen before. I hope so. And if that's something you're willing to face, then then keep trampling on people's rights. But I promise you the American spirit of defiance is going to rise again and it's going to be a big problem for our country. Again, you're not listening to a man just blowing off hot air in his mother's basement. That is a police officer, Greg Anderson, who fought 
with the special ops forces in Afghanistan who would not tell people they could not go to church, who would not stop them to see their papers. He understands what's at stake. Gavin Newsom does not understand what's at stake. Nancy Pelosi does not understand what's at stake. That creature in Colorado, that creature governor in Michigan, the other creature left-wing governors do not understand what we the people are capable of. You know, before the show this morning, I was pruning an old tree. It was all tangled up in a set of bushes somewhere. And on the highest branches of this tree, I could see leaves still growing in the tangle. But down on the bottom, I saw most of the branches were dead. And they've been that way quite a while. It's an old tree. And I got out a saw, and I started to cut away. I had to look very carefully to make sure there were no leaves growing at the top of these branches, which I assume were dead. And I started to break them and cut them off. And I got a certain satisfaction as I cut off the dead branches of this old tree to let the new branches live. And then I thought of people like Pelosi. Newsom, as young as he looks, is really part of that dead branch of British tyranny. Governor Polis, Colorado, part of the dead branch of the tyranny that our forefathers fought against and overturned. These governors are not part of the future. They're part of the past. I want you to think back about the Boston Tea Party and what triggered it. I want you to think about what these people are doing to our freedoms, how they've stolen our very nation from us under the, under the guise of protecting us. It's exactly what Hitler did. It's what Pol Pot did. It's what Mussolini did. It's what every tin pot dictator does. Oh, they may not, may not look like Mussolini or Pol Pot or Hitler, but their policies are identical. In the name of uh, your safety, we will protect you. And you may not go to church. You may not eat in a waffle restaurant. You may not get your nails done. We know better than you. Now, if this was all validated by science, I wouldn't be saying any of this, but it is not. Every top scientist that I have been able to get on this show who are a hundred times, if not a thousand times brighter than uh, Fugazi, uh, what's his name, Anthony Fugazi, the fake scientist who's nothing but a politician, a front for the drug industry, the vaccine industry. Fauci has been a front for the vaccine and drug manufacturers ever since the AIDS epidemic. But I don't want to get sidetracked with Fauci. He's a side note. But many of these tin pot dictators, these so-called nobody health officials, that could never make it in the private sector and in sitting in these bureaucracies for 10, 20 years. Failures, losers, nobodies. They're not scientists. They're nothing but functionaries, as you saw in the ex-Soviet Union, Politburo members. They now control whether you can drive on a highway, go to a waffle restaurant, eat in a restaurant, whether you can open your business, whether your child can even go to school. No, 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 no. This is not my America. This is not my America, and it's time to snap off the dead branches. It's time to cut the dead branches off the Tree of Liberty. It's time to tell them, we the American people will not be oppressed by you. You can take your laws and shove them where the sun doesn't shine. We've had enough. It's time. And in the midst of this, you got the gangsters on the Democrat side putting forward a $3 trillion wish list coronavirus bill. They never, ever miss an opportunity to rob the taxpayer. It's hard to believe that they have the audacity to try and do this. And I'm trying to say to myself, when will this stop? The answer is 
It will not stop unless we stop them. And then I think back to why does Pelosi want to break the economy? What is in it for them? Why do they want us in prison? Why do they not want your little store to reopen? Why do they not want your restaurant to reopen? Why? And I looked into it. I did some research. In World War II, there were ration books. And you needed rations to buy gasoline, tires, foods, sugar like foods like sugar and coffee. Ration books. Ration books is what Pelosi wants. She remembers probably from stories from yesteryear of what kind of fortunes were made on the black market and what ration books did for the American underworld. I'm sorry, I have no time to even mince words anymore. This is such a nasty situation that it requires utter nastiness to save us. Ration books is what she wants. And what happened after the ration books were released, where people had to get online to buy meats, fats, canned fish, cheese, canned milk, the black market emerged. And there was a trading in everything from tires to meat to school buses that plagued the nation. Did you hear what I just said? And store clerks did what they could to prevent hoarding by limiting what they would sell to a person. Does it sound familiar? Only one roll of toilet paper per person? Or requiring them to bring in an empty container of a product before purchasing a full one. State legislators had to pass laws calling for stiff punishments for black market operators. This is what they want. They want to break the economy and create a black market and control the ration books. Do you have any idea that a criminal element is running the Democrat Party? Well, I have known it for a very long time. It's no joke anymore. And that one police officer in Seattle, while right now he's on leave because of the scum who are his superiors, so to speak, who belong in prison themselves, man served in Afghanistan to free the people from the Taliban, and he comes home, and his fellow police officers are now the Taliban, directing you that you can't eat here, you can't go there, you can't think this, you can't think that, you can't go to a beach. Your child's not going to go to school, all based upon a false premise. Now, the big lie was that we had to be locked down in the beginning because they were afraid there'd be an overwhelming rush to the emergency rooms. Remember that? The disease would be so prevalent and so many people would be overwhelmed by the illness that the hospitals would be swamped and overwhelmed and there wouldn't be enough beds and there wouldn't be enough ventilators. Well, maybe that was a rational fear at the time. But we found out that the uh, mortality rate is about 0.1 to 0.4%, not the 5% or more that was being projected by the Fugazis in the science uh, uh, industry, the science political industry complex. And so what do you do? You modify your fears to reality. You know, we don't need to lock people down. Now, there's another conundrum that you have to understand. There is no science to these lockdowns. 66% of all Hospital admissions for COVID-19 in New York City were from people who had been locked in their own apartments or houses. Did you hear that one? So the lockdowns aren't even working. And yet these fanatical fascist governors are now using a police state and police state tactics to impose a failed policy of lockdowns when they should be locked up. 
This is the Savage Nation. I have no questions for you. I have so many other stories, but there's nothing bigger than the loss of our liberty. If you care to comment on this, the phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE, 855-400-7282. There are so many other stories. I can't do them all in one breath. And if you're listening to me on the stream where the show is still a dominant force, you can call the show at the same number. Many, many other stories, including the uh, ration books. Fauci warns a corona vaccine could enhance negative effects of infection. Now, what does that mean? In other words, the fraud, Fauci, is now saying what I've been telling you for a long time now. That fraud Fauci, who's been a fraud since the AIDS epidemic, finally came out and said the, the vaccine itself, he put it in twisted words, as all bureaucrats use twisted words, could enhance the negative effect of the infection. What does that mean, stupid man? What does it mean, delivery boy? He's a pharmacy delivery boy. That's all he is. What do you mean enhance the negative effect of the infection? Speak English. You come from an Italian family. Speak English, you bum you. What he's saying is the vaccination could make you sicker than the infection itself. That bum, that bum, that criminal. That's a big story. That's the death right there. And in the article, by the way, Fauci warns this, Fauci warns that. God almighty Fauci. Fauci this, Fauci that. Fugazi. He's more a Fugazi than Fauci. Could enhance the negative effect of the infection. Then the end of the article in the Washington Examiner closes with this. Some have been critical of the push to find a vaccination that will prevent the coronavirus. Uh, conservative talk show's Michael Savage, who holds a PhD in nutritional health and medicine from the University of California, Berkeley, argued a vaccination will be ineffective and dangerous. Oh, yes, I did. I did an entire podcast on it. That's who you're listening to. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Now, more than ever, it's really important to take care of yourself and avoid unnecessary trips to the doctor, chiropractor, or masseuse. Social distancing having an effect on everything these days. And nothing is more important right now than keeping your body healthy and pain-free. All right, so if you're sitting at home suffering from aches and pains, from arthritis, back aches, muscle soreness, joint pain, and you want to try a drug-free solution, then you owe it to yourself to try the product that you're probably hearing about across so many podcasts. What is it? CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On is an all-natural topical pain reliever that instantly ices out the pain with a one-two punch of super-cold menthol and hemp CBD. Simply roll CryoFreeze onto your back, neck, hands, and any other painful areas to help block the pain. Reduce inflammation and improve muscle and joint flexibility. CryoFreeze contains 10 powerful ingredients that combine to provide a powerhouse dose of relief, which can last up to eight hours. It's much longer than any other roll-on. Try CryoFreeze today and learn why so many people have rated it five stars and have written so many letters thanking Omax for the life-changing relief they're getting from this product. Now listen. CryoFreeze was inspired by cryotherapy, which means cold therapy. This treatment exposes the body to cold temperatures in order to numb and reduce pain or inflammation. If you have pain that won't go away, then you qualify for Omax CryoFreeze. Simply roll it over where it hurts and ice out the pain. No messy creams or horrible fragrances like some of those other products. Nope. CryoFreeze works within five minutes of application. 
improving physical training, recovery, and performance. Please, please go to omaxhealth.com and please enter code SAVAGE to get your 20% off cryo-freeze and anything on their website. You got it? It's a lot of information, but it's a lot of relief. That's omaxhealth.com. Enter code SAVAGE. You're going to get 20% off on that and any other product, and you're also going to get the relief you're looking for. OMAXHealth.com, code SAVAGE. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. All right, so here's another little story. To reopen, Washington State restaurants will have to keep log of customers to aid in contact tracing. Now, the last epidemic that panicked America was not swine flu. It was the AIDS epidemic in the early 80s, which I lived through, and I was very much a part of the dialogue about. And I suffered for it. I lost friends, so-called. They were not my friends. I was ostracized. I was hated. And everything that I had said should be done was then said by a gay activist, Randy Schultz, before he died in his book, and the band played on. And, you know, there was call for contact tracing in those days during the AIDS epidemic. But guess what? All of the civil liberties lawyers jumped up and said, wait a minute now, that's unconstitutional. You can't do contact tracing. That's not America. See, it applied to gay people. So therefore, the Constitution clicked in. But now, with this epidemic, all of a sudden, the left-wing fanatics are calling for contact tracing. Now, here's another little story that ties it in a way. Ex-Black Panther pushes a massive government surveillance program. There's an ex-Black Panther named Bobby Rush in Illinois. And he wants, again, tracking citizens' movements uh, to be done, even in your own home, by a group of people who come to your house and survey you under the guise of protecting you from the coronavirus. This is a former Black Panther. The story was written by Cheryl Chumley of the Washington, Chumley of the Washington Times. Ex-Black Panther pushes massive government surveillance program. That's my headline on michaelsavage.com. Why would an ex-Black Panther want the state to send health bureaucrats to your house? Why? What, what the hell is going on? Can't you f- liberal people understand what you're doing? Don't you understand you are the actual enemy that you feared all your life? You are the enemy of your own fears. Take a look who's pushing these things. All of the, quote, liberals. Pelosi, the biggest liberals in the country, are pushing the biggest fascism in the country. Make it real simple for you. Contact tracing violates your civil rights. Uh, Health uh, investigators coming to your door violates... uh, your civil rights. Everything our ancestors fought for against the British oppressors is now being enacted upon us by these left-wing mayors and legislators. And if you think they're doing it for the public good, you are mistaken. They're doing it because they want, one, the control, and two, the bounty that they will collect once the economy is snapped over their dirty feet. 
Michael Savage, a host like no other. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible, rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Why is it the Democrats? And the most outspoken liberals are the most oppressive right now because they always have been. They're the ones who have stolen our vote from us by giving the vote to the illegal aliens, which is why we have a one-party state in New York State, in Illinois, in, in uh, California. They're the people who have not understood one lesson of history. If you deny people the ballot box, they will go to the bullet box. As sure as I'm sitting here, it's going to happen. Nobody wants it to happen, but they better back down real fast. Everywhere you look, it's left-wingers who want you locked out, locked down, and dependent on the government. Everywhere you look, it's the Republicans who want to open up safely, and they want to reopen now. And uh, this thing of contact tracing, this is such a violation of our constitutional rights, as I told you during the AIDS epidemic of the 80s. 
There were calls for contact tracing to uh, reduce the uh, spread of the uh, AIDS epidemic. And the gay activists said, no, you can't do that. It's a violation of our civil rights and our constitutional rights. And it never happened. But now Washington State, uh, ex-Black Panthers in Illinois are saying, oh, no, we're going to do contact tracing. You see what I'm trying to say to you? Can you awaken finally to what I'm saying? Here's another little telling story. In a waffle shop scuffle in Northern California, um, waffle shop opened in defiance of the dumb governor. A dozen people outside the Fresno store in the Central Valley were hostile when the so-called officers arrived, and they told the cops to wait in line like everybody else. A Vietnam vet in front of the store repeatedly refused to move, telling the lead moron cop no and angrily snapping at the dumb, useless cop, get your hands off me, as he was pushed aside. Tom Miller, 73 years old. He was then cuffed by the vermin with the gun in the club and led away from the stores as others shouted contempt at the low-life cops, calling the main officer a stupid bastard and other words I can't repeat on this show. Miller was then released shortly after without charges. This is the beginning, I'm telling you. They're the Minutemen. It's men like Miller. It's men like Officer Greg Anderson. They are the Minutemen of our time. They're not members of any group, but they understand in their hearts what America is all about. It is time to, re- to safely reopen now, or the millions of armed people will revolt against these oppressive, low-life uh, governors, mayors, and health officials. I'll take your calls if you get a comment. Uh, before I do, I, I must tell you, there's another story I researched for you. There are federal re- relief funds that are going to be released to states. And um, it was an emergency declaration from Trump, which provides funds through the Stafford Act. And it gives state and local officials the flexibility to apply these funds as they wish. As a result of that, governors like Newsom have threatened counties in California who do not comply with his fascistic orders that he will deny them federal relief funds. So I ask, can Trump direct federal funds directly to counties, overriding Dem governors like Newsom, who are threatening to withhold disaster relief from counties which have opened back up defying him? And we looked into it. And as of now, they can't. As of now, they can't. Trump needs to act right now. He needs to modify that act to an executive order. And he needs to give relief to counties directly and take it out of the hands of the very governors who A, hate him, and B, hate freedom. Did I make myself clear? He's got to do something. Trump can't sit on the sidelines twiddling his thumbs on this. He can't just give a blank check to Governor Newsom or Governor Polis, who then say, if you reopen against my will, I'm not going to give you any of these funds. Trump has to say, go to hell. You don't have that authority anymore. I'm passing an executive order. We will direct funds directly to the counties, and you could take it and shove it otherwise. This is what has to happen. That's activism. Trump needs to do something here real fast. We looked into it. We have to look into this very carefully here. Stafford Act. And uh, allows for federal control in dealing with the crisis. And the fact of the matter is, the counties need to have direct access to the uh, emergency funds that are going to be given to state maniacs 
who are withholding them. For example, there was a rodeo up in Northern California in a, over the weekend. A rodeo. These are the real these are the real Californians, not the interlopers in San Francisco, the fakers in L.A., not the illegal aliens in L.A., not the uh, out of town invaders in San Francisco who came from Cleveland. These are the real Californians. They're the ranchers, the loggers, the real people of California. They said go to hell to the governor and they had a rodeo. Well, Governor Hairdo, Governor Hairgel went crazy and he screamed at the county officials and said, no rodeo. We're withholding funds from you. If you dare do a thing like this again, it's against my wish that you can have a rodeo. Now, this is in a county where there's almost no cases at all. I've tried to tell you this. I emailed the governor personally over four weeks ago with the six counties that had zero or very, very few cases. I said, Governor Newsom, get ahead of the pack. Don't follow them. I said, open these counties. Nobody wouldn't do it. Why are they so demonic in their need for control and their unwillingness and inflexibility? Aren't liberals supposed to be flexible and understanding? Well, they're not. They're the opposite. This is the story I'm trying to tell you. If you care to comment, we'll take your calls. Now, Robin in Georgia, thank you for calling. What's on your mind? Sir, could you speak up? I can't hear you. Uh, can you tell him to speak up? I can't hear him. Uh, well, I said I don't ask the question there, so is, uh, whether or not you are more for the government uh, saving life or you're more for the, uh, spending more money. To, uh, you're saying is it more important to make money or save lives? Are you putting it in those terms? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm saying which one is it? Well, let me answer you. It's not either or. It's both and. There's a way to safely reopen now. It's not you have to be closed till some dumb official tells you you can open. You can either be for saving lives. Or- uh, I can't understand you. Your accent's too thick for me. I know I have a thick accent, but at least it can be understood. I can tell you right now by that caller, he doesn't work for a living. This is a government-dependent caller. What's more important? He says making money or being safe. You hear a schmendrick like this? You know, on Monday I had a, a guest, Dr. Roger Klein. He's a thousand times smarter and better educated uh, than uh, uh, Fugazi, Dr. Anthony Fugazi. Again, Dr. Roger Klein, MD, Yale Law School, uh, JD, medical Yale, law degree Yale, directs labs that test for coronavirus infections, pathologist, board certified in molecular genetic pathology. And what did he say? What he said, there's no data to support and no good reasons to believe that lockdowns or extreme social distancing will be more effective at preventing COVID-19 deaths than a strategy focused on protecting the most vulnerable populations. In other words, what I've been calling for for two months, selective quarantine, period, and end of story. You don't lock a nation up because of uh, vulnerable, vulnerable, vulnerable populations. But I know it should have been done eight weeks ago. Selective quarantines. I know who I would have started with. But instead, they were treated to golden passports into hotel rooms. The homeless, huge reservoir of disease, the homeless, but they're sweeping it under the rug. All of the government media complex frauds like Andy Blooper and the others are sweeping it under the rug. Where are the heavy locuses of infection? It's not generically spread throughout the population. We all heard already that it's confined to a few states. By and large, 50% of all cases are in dirty, stinking, rotten New York City. 
Why in New York City? Because all epidemics, going back to the Han Dynasty in China or ancient Rome, all epidemics would be more prevalent in crowded, dense population areas. Common sense, right? So you lock up rural people because of what the filth in New York City and the homeless filth in San Francisco on Pelosi's doorstep with bums crapping feces in the street. And you didn't expect an epidemic to break out amongst them. What are you joking? So now she puts them in a hotel at your expense and delivers alcohol and uh, drugs to them in the hotel room. That's the Department of Public Health. I put him in jail tomorrow with the mayor. I put the mayor of San Francisco and the public health chief in prison tomorrow. That's what I would do. But I'm only a talk show host. All I have are my opinions based upon the evidence that I can glean on my own. Now I have another story for you. I did the direct relief funds. Um, Here are the other stories I haven't yet gotten to, and I'm going to run through them. There's a piece of good news, a glimmer of hope in um, a district in Southern California where there's a special election. And a Republican political newcomer is leading by 12 points over a Democrat shill as of late Tuesday in a special election to fill the House seat in Southern California. What's interesting is that the Republican is named Mike Garcia, and he is a former naval aviator, naval aviator. In other words, he's a hero. He's a true hero instead of the phonies that Pelosi's talking about, heroes. Everyone's a hero. Garbage man is a hero to her. I have nothing against garbage men, but they're not heroes. That's a hero. So this hero, Mike Garcia, former naval aviator, is beating this uh, Democrat shill as of late Tuesday in a special election. And uh, he's running against some Christy Smith a Democrat shell machine member. And uh, he's winning by, uh, he's ahead by 12 points over Ms. Smith. Now you have to ask yourself, why is that happening? How could a, how could a, how could a Republican in the 25th district where Latinos make up the second largest group of voters, how could Garcia be winning? How? One, he's Hispanic. Two, he's a former naval aviator. One thing you don't know about Hispanic men, which I know, is they admire heroic macho men. They hate wimps and pansies in plain English. Let me just make it. I don't have time to mince. I can't think of words. They love macho men. He's a macho man. He's Hispanic. He's a stand-up guy, and they're voting for him. But there's another little element to this. All of the roughly 425,000 registered voters in that district received a ballot by mail, postage paid, so they could only have to fill it out and slip it back in the mailbox. So why is it that the Republicans are sending back their ballots at a higher rate than the Democrat uh, machine. Oh, you figured that one out? It's because many of those who vote directly without mailing them in are non-citizens. And they're afraid to mail something in, number one, because they don't have a permanent address. They're hiding in someone else's uh, apartment. And B, they don't want to be traced back by... uh, ice so they didn't vote you see how this backfired on the democrats they miscalculated they thought that they could stuff these ballots and steal the election yet again that's the good news the savage nation it's savage uncut unfiltered and raw well look i know many of you are sitting on the fence with regard to whether to reopen or not and most of you 
who are sitting on the fence are either retired and have nothing at stake. You're going to get the same check you've been getting, Social Security, retirement funds, investments. So for you, you don't care if the other people don't go back to work. But people who own businesses are dying to go back to work, and they don't want to die by staying home. They're willing to do what's necessary to go back to work, wear masks, gloves. Uh, if they own a restaurant, every other table filled with a mannequin, whatever they have to do. There's another story here related to it, but I, I got to go back to that. Who is it who's pushing you to stay at home and never go back to work until they give you the green light? Who? Those who want government power over your everyday life. So even in counties like Shasta County, where there is almost no cases, the left wing governor, Newsom, the far left governor, Newsom, not just a Democrat, uh, extreme left wing governor, Newsom, threatened them after a rodeo that he would deny them federal relief funds. I'm appealing to President Trump to pass an executive order directing funds directly to counties, not to governors who hate him and hate freedom. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. This is not neorealism. This is realism. We have oppression. We have tyranny. It's not around the corner. It's not coming from China. It's coming from our governors, our mayors our state and local officials who are the new oppressors. Welcome to the Savage Nation. Illinois Governor Pritzker from the Hyatt family, totally politically biased. He made decisions on what constitutes an essential business based upon campaign donation uh, strategy. So what did he say was an essential business that could open? Churches were not essential because they don't kick money up to him. Pot stores open, liquor stores open, abortion clinics open church is closed so when you think that they're out to protect you think twice they're not out to protect you they're out to steal more power and steal more money i treated over the day i was off left-wing judge rules strip clubs entitled to pandemic sba loans okay that speaks for itself fauci drunk on power says no school in fall he wants to retard an entire generation make them stupider than they already are Next, go to the next tweet that I have. Why didn't Fauci close the gay bathhouses and quarantine the HIV infected during the years of the AIDS epidemic? Why did them governors never stop the spread when they could have? If you think this is anti-gay, read the Randy Schultz book and the band played on. This is all political. Now Fauci is repeating my warning that certain vaccines could make the infection worse. I will repeat again. I will refuse to take a vaccine. I will join a militia. I'll join an armed militia. I will never take a vaccine. Never. I will not take a vaccine. They are dangerous. They're ineffective in this case. And I know something about vaccines. 
Republicans are winning in a district in California the first time since 1998. They finally found somebody of value. And his name is Mike Garcia, political newcomer, thank God. Naval aviator, former naval aviator. He's Hispanic. And he's winning in a California district that had been owned by the Newsom Pelosi machine forever. Next tweet was CNN putting child climate activist Dumberg on the coronavirus panel. I'm not making this up. CNN is putting their child climate activist Dumberg, who has no credentials whatsoever, on the coronavirus panel. So I said, why not add Andy Cooper's baby? After all, wasn't he born by immaculate conception? I thought it was funny. If Mark Twain were alive, he would laugh. I don't know how many Mark Twains are left in this country or audiences for Mark Twain, but hey, I'm from another time and another place. Now, some other stories I've not yet gotten to. If you missed my discussion of ration, ration books, ration stamps, and what the Dems want to do to control you in this country, uh, and why Pelosi is pushing for $3 trillion to break the back of small business, which is the, the small business is the, the symbol of America, is it not? Pelosi wants to break the back of small business and turn you all into dependence upon the government. So let's go to her, because to me, this is not a Democrat. You know, I don't care that she's a Democrat. I don't care that Newsom is a Democrat. I care that these people are dangerous. Here is the crazy woman who's not so crazy at all when you think about it, when she knows what uh, rationing will do uh, and what opportunities will, will be created. And you have to go to the government and the, the black market to buy meats, fats, canned fish, cheese, coffee, tires. Can you imagine what kind of money will be made in the black market with uh, ration books? If you think there's corruption with food stamps, and we all know there is, wait until the Democrats get control of ration books. That's what the Dems want to do to you. Make no mistake about it. It's time to reopen and reopen immediately and safely or there's going to be a revolution in this country. There will be an armed revolution, as already you're seeing it breaking out here and there. Small little acts of defiance are occurring. There will be one massive act that will be the spark that sets off a civil war if they don't stop it. They think that the people are stupid. They treat us like children. They think that we're not capable of overthrowing tyranny. They are mistaken. And you say, well, come on, that's you know irresponsible. Isn't it dangerous? No, it is not dangerous. Not, not categorically dangerous across America. There are areas where there are high, uh, high incidents of this infection where it might be dangerous. Then there are vast areas, 50% of all counties have no cases or few cases. They could have be, been reopened from the beginning. We all know that. And the best minds of my generation I've had on this show, the best minds of my generation are saying the same thing I am saying. The worst minds... The worst minds of my generation are Fauci and Bricks uh, and the other fools at the CDC. They are the worst minds of my generation, not the best. Why Trump is permitting them such a podium and such power is a real is another question that I, I can't yet answer. Either it's because he's deferring to them because he feels he doesn't know enough about it or people within his inner circle are whispering in his ear and telling him to do it, which would be a disaster if that's what's happening. He was elected, not them. But there was another troublesome fact that came out over the last few days that you can't ignore. It's not just the Democrats. Mnuchin, who I thought was a very bright guy, and he probably is really clever. Mnuchin, you know the one. Mnuchin, M-N-U-C-H-I-N, Mnuchin. 
Mnuchin came out with a weird statement. He said, oh, it's okay, another few trillion dollars in bailout. He said, interest rates are low right now. Now, which side is Mnuchin on? Okay, another one, a swamp creature. Mnuchin is a left winger who's running the economy basically for Trump. What about the others around Trump? What do you think, that they're all hardcore conservatives? You think they're all freedom-loving individuals? They're probably in bed with the Democrats on these plans. That's why this is going on and on and on and why Trump doesn't do anything to stop it. He has to stop it. And he has to stop it now. He can't just give us lip service anymore. He can't just throw us lip service and stop these uh, Democrat demons from destroying us. He can't do it anymore. Or there will be terrible things to pay. Pelosi wants $3 trillion to give money to the pot industry, to illegal aliens. Did you know? You're never going to believe what I'm about to tell you. The $3 trillion bill that Matt Pelosi is calling for calls for money for lobbyists. I said, what? In her Heroes Act, she's calling lobbyists heroes. So the lobbyists who wrote the Democrat pork bill wrote themselves into the bill as heroes to get a bailout. Can you believe this? Now, the strip clubs, as you well know, support the Democrat Party. Obviously, they support corruption. Drug dealers would support. I am surprised that we have not seen a bailout for the cartels who are suffering. After all, they can't sell as much drugs right now uh, in, in America. I think they need a bailout. And I think they really ought to go to the Democrat Party for that. Now let's listen to the architect of this insanity herself. Uh, I don't know which clip is the best, Robert, of, of Nancy Pelosi. Pick one of them because they're all crazy. We must all take an extra moment to understand the numbers we are seeing, which are the most overwhelming in our lifetimes. These numbers require action that we've never had to take before. There are those who said, let's just pause. But the families who are suffering know that hunger doesn't take a pause, the rent doesn't take a pause, the bills don't take a pause, the hardship of losing okay, so a job. That's why they want to go back to work, Nancy. Stop the crap. Stop the crap. Stop the crap, Nancy. They don't need you to tell them. That's why they want to reopen their businesses, Nancy. You're the one who's closing them down. Nancy, you are a congressional representative, not just for San Francisco and special interests, but for a huge congressional district. It's astounding what the people will take, how stupid we have become, how weak we are. Only here and there do you see a flare-up. Usually it's a veteran, a military veteran, cop here and there. But, you know, a spark will be set off. There'll be a Fort Sumter in the very near future. We're very close to a Fort Sumter. Something will set off the spark. There'll be another American Revolution, as sure as I'm standing here. Don't accuse me of starting it. I'm only observing it. I'm only observing it. In 2013, I wrote a book called Stop the Coming Civil War. People said, oh, that's extremist. Originally, it was going to be entitled The Coming Civil War. But my publisher said, can you modify it slightly? Now, I didn't know anything about the coronavirus, but I saw what Obama had been doing to this country. I knew we'd snap from it. And in Stop the Coming Civil War, which was a New York Times bestseller, a long string of New York Times bestsellers, I, I had a quote in Chapter 1, which I entitled Graduating to Treason. And I quoted um, a Thomas Corwin in 1861 who wrote, I cannot comprehend the madness of the times. Treason is in the air around us everywhere. It goes by the name of patriotism. That's what we're hearing from Pelosi and the governors. 
And then I wrote this. People can justify a government's controversial policies and actions for only so long until they see a pattern of abuse of power. Then even the most devout supporters of any regime must decide if they support these extreme policies and actions or oppose them. And I go on to what was going on at that time. In this book, I covered Lincoln's war on civil rights. That's time. This is not the time for that. But Lincoln was a dictator. It's interesting to me how few people know that Lincoln was actually America's first dictator. Not a last one, but the first one. I don't think you know what he did. Did you know that he closed down newspapers? You know, he arrested newspaper uh, editors. You know that he cut telegraph lines that were putting out information he didn't agree with. Oh, you should look into it. Next time you look at a penny and honest Abe on it, you'll come to understand what actually was happening under uh, Abraham Lincoln. There's always more to a story. But let's go from Abraham Lincoln to where we are today. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. What will be the spark that sets off the next American Civil War? We're very close. They're grinding us, grinding us, and grinding us. So now, CNN, you know what CNN is. I don't have to knock CNN for you to know who they are. They're run by sick people. The guy who runs CNN, think of Harvey Weinstein. He looks like him, sounds like him, talks like him, walks like him. He's a psychopath. Uh, you have idiots, morons like uh, Anderson Cooper on there. Now we wake up and we read that they're going to put Greta Thunberg on, the dumb, dumb 16-year-old girl who knows nothing, no education. They're putting her on the, on the coronavirus panel. So I sarcastically tweet, that makes as much sense as why don't you put Anderson Cooper's new baby boy on the panel? Wasn't he born by immaculate conception? <clears throat> so somebody tweets back, Tuvia Klein says, Michael, men can have babies, and Greta's a coronavirus expert. It's all science. How dare you? <laughs> you understand that they perverted the word science itself? Do you realize that the word science is a flexible word? What does science mean? Science is a group of people who do research. Then there's fake research and there's good research. There's real research and fake research. Then there's political research. So you say, science says this, science says that. You can get scientists to say whatever you want. Just fund their research. They'll, they'll produce what you want. The worst example of it that I know of in modern world history or recent world history would be the Lysenko affair in the Soviet Union, a geneticist who was hired by Stalin to prove that his fraudulent ideas for uh, raising crops were valid, and, and they did so. Crops failed and 30 million Russians died. That's the equivalent of putting Greta Thunberg on a coronavirus panel. That's what happens when you put a political hack like uh, Anthony Fauci uh, as the god of, of this thing. Who made this guy that? You know, I've, I've watched Fauci and him and Gallo. There was a guy, Gallo, Fauci, during the AIDS epidemic. They riled me even then because I knew that there was something stunk in Glockamore. Something was wrong. They were pushing drugs. You know, when I say pushing drugs, I mean pharmaceuticals. They were doing nothing to actually stem the AIDS epidemic. They were trying to push a vaccine and push drugs onto the, onto the world. They were doing very little in terms of public health. And the same thing is happening right now with Fauci. He represents the drug industry. Their solution to everything is burn, cut, or poison. The solution to 
the medical pharmaceutical complex is burn, cut, or poison. But that's not the only way to treat an illness. It's certainly not the way to stop an epidemic. Rational thought would have dictated what I've been dictating, excuse me, professing for over two months, which is open the counties where there are no cases or low cases. But it's talking to a stone wall because they want the power, they want the control. That's why your airlines are dying, your restaurants are dying, your stores are dying while your roads are empty. Uh, that's why the police who are on the front lines are being put into the most uncomfortable of all positions. They're merely following orders. Do you realize when we look back upon Germany in the 30s, not every, listen to me, not every um, roundup was conducted by the Wehrmacht or by the SS. Much of it initially was conducted by the local German police. I've studied this in great detail. And the local German police, many of whom were just ordinary citizens, they were not political, they didn't like Hitler, went along with it because they were only following orders, just simply following orders. The police are now put in that position here in the United States of America. They'll only fo they're only following orders. They don't know which way to turn because if they don't follow orders from the uh, people above them, they could be put on leave or fired. And I, I gave you a story today which you shouldn't miss it's a very important story, and it is going to be on my podcast later on. You can find it there. It's about a Port of Seattle police officer, Greg Anderson, served in Afghanistan in the Special Forces, who was thrown on to leave because he refused to enforce coronavirus-related orders. He also put out a video uh, about them stopping people from going to church, for traveling on roadways, for going surfing opening their businesses, going to a park, or doing nails out of their own house, using their own house as a place of business. He understood that the Taliban that he fought against there are now the Taliban in high places here. The governors are the Taliban. The mayors are the Taliban. The little petty bureaucrats are now the Taliban within. Michael Savage, a host like no other. The idea of having treatments available or a vaccine to facilitate the re-entry of students into the fall term would be something that would be a bit of a bridge too far. As I mentioned, okay, the drug stop. that has shown this some... This is a man who was so out of his league, it's beyond comprehension how he got here. But with the media, anything is possible. Fauci has, so, has flown so close to the sun that his feathers are going to fall off soon. I've watched this guy for so many years. I, I couldn't believe Trump fell for him. There's got to be something behind the Trump pick of Fauci and keeping him here. When he's not only, not only is he upstaging President Trump, but he's making huge errors. Now he says you're going to be homeschooling your children this fall. He's telling you your child cannot go back to school. Listen to clip number 12, what this maniac is now saying in number 12. But we're really not talking about necessarily treating a student who gets ill but how the student will feel safe in going safe. back to school. Do you feel safe? If this were a situation where we had a vaccine, that would really be the end of that issue uh -huh. in a positive way. Uh -huh. But as I mentioned in my opening remarks, uh -huh. even at the top speed we're going, we don't see a vaccine playing in the ability of individuals to get back to school this term. What they really want is to know if they are safe. Well, they'll never be safe because there's always going to be a case here and there, and they should never go back to school. 
That way they will be vassals of Nancy Pelosi, Governor Cuomo, Governor Newsom. The children will be vassals forever, perennial uh, slaves to the system. And after all, that's what they want. You know, I've watched Fauci, and I say he's, he's like Icarus. He's flown, he's flown too close to, the, close to the sun. And too many people are asking questions about this guy. You look at him carefully, and you see his suits are a little too finely tailored. And you say to yourself, oh, he's playing himself down as Mr. Humble. But Humble, he is not. He's been given far too much power, and he's not that smart. There are far greater experts than he who disagree with him. And why Trump doesn't have them on his... Uh, advisory commission is bewildering to me. I had one of them on the other day, Roger Klein, MD, JD, both from uh, Yale uh, in medical and, and law. And the guy is really a brilliant guy, but he speaks sort of like I do, Klein. He speaks down to earth, humble, regular guy, smart as can be, board certified in molecular genetic pathology, training in medical microbiology and virology. He knows what he's talking about. And he said, there's no data to support, no good reasons to believe that lockdowns or extreme social distancing will be more effective at preventing COVID-19 deaths than a strategy focused on protecting the most vulnerable populations. Why is he not advising President Trump? Why is he not even in the background, let alone the foreground? Why is the front man for the Trump band, why is the front man for the Trump band pushing vaccines and drugs? Why? Why? Years ago, I did a thing called Beware the Government Media Complex. Well, you ought to be watching out for the medico-pharmaceutical complex even more. That's it for the Savage Nation. Catch it all on the podcast. Thanks for listening. The Westwood One Podcast Network. <laughs>